Hello, thank you for joining LTC DON Chat, a podcast brought to you by the American Association of Post-Acute Care Nursing, APACN. I'm your host, Amy Stewart, Vice President of Education and Certification Strategy for APACN. I'm here today with Denise Winsler, APACN Curriculum Development Specialist for part two of our Special Focus Facility Series to talk about the latest updates to the Special Focus Facility Program Welcome, Denise. Hi, Amy. Thanks for having me again. Let's get started. What happens when a special focus facility receives a deficiency with a scope and severity of F or greater? Great question, Amy. So if the facility receives a citation at F level or greater, then remedies must be imposed without the opportunity to correct. Also, if the subsequent survey also has a deficiency at F level or greater, then the remedy must be of increasing severity. And this can mean a higher civil money penalty, or it can mean that if previously only one remedy was imposed, such as a civil money penalty, that now an increased number of remedies can be imposed. So for instance, if previously a CMP was imposed, after the second survey with an F or greater, another CMP plus a discretionary denial of payment can be imposed. And a discretionary termination of the facility's license can happen if any two surveys result in immediate jeopardy deficiencies while they're in the special focus program. Now, having said that, CMS is going to take into consideration the facility's effort to correct these issues, and they are going to be more aggressive with their remedies for facilities that are not trying versus a facility that is showing efforts to correct their issues. That sounds very serious, and definitely they want to avoid getting a deficiency of at a scope and severity of F or higher for sure. Absolutely. How does a facility graduate from the special focus facility list? Yep, there are certain criteria for graduation and really it's very simple. The facility must have two consecutive standard surveys with 12 or less deficiencies and those deficiencies have to be at an E level in scope and severity or less. Thank you for that. What prevents a facility from graduating from the special focus facility list? Yep, there are a few criteria. Uh, The first one is any standard health survey that results in deficiencies cited at a scope and severity level of F or higher or any life safety or emergency preparedness survey that results in deficiencies cited at a scope and severity of G or higher, or 13 or more total deficiencies cited on any survey, and that's a standard complaint survey, life safety, or emergency preparedness. Intervening complaint surveys with 13 or more total deficiencies or any deficiencies cited at a scope and severity, again, of F or higher. Additionally, any 
special focus facility cannot graduate with any pending complaint surveys that are at an IJ or a non-IJ high or until it has returned to substantial compliance. That's a lot to think about. It sounds like these facilities really need to get things back on track quickly so they can graduate. Yes. What happens after a facility graduates from the special focus facility list? Yeah, that's a great question, Amy, because unfortunately it's not, woohoo, you graduate and you're done because CMS is going to be closely monitoring these graduate facilities for a period of three years to really make sure that their improvements are sustained and for those facilities that graduate from the program but continue to demonstrate poor compliance that's identified on any survey. And by that, I mean surveys where they get actual harm, substandard of care, or immediate jeopardy. CMS may use its authority to impose enhanced enforcement options up to and including discretionary termination from the Medicare or Medicaid program. So, I do recommend that if someone has further questions regarding the special focus facility that they read CMS's QSO memo 23-01-NH that was released in October of 22 because it has all of the latest updates to the special focus facility program. Sounds to me, Denise, that survey readiness needs to be a focus every day so people don't find themselves on this special focus facility list. Yeah, that would be best practice. Absolutely. <laughs> Listeners, thank you for joining us today. For more resources and tools for nurse leaders, please visit our website at www.aapacn.org. To ensure you never miss an episode, subscribe to the LTC DON Chat Podcast.